Christine and Annie as they bring you the first AFP Top 3 episode for Season 3. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. How was your crazy ass summer? Crazy. Weird. Crazy. Busy. Yeah, busy. It was insane. How was was yours? So fucking. It was just a lot. It's always a lot. Working from home and having children who don't leave. Like, yeah. (laughs) That's hard. Yeah. It was, it was a challenging summer. Um, yeah, I set, set goals for them and then they were completely useless after two weeks. So it was like, okay, Mm. it's fun stuff. That's rough. Parenting is just a joy. I love it. This is just a really, (laughs) uh, it's hard when, at least for us, I don't know about you, but when, well, you're also working, but when there's no structure to our days, I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, let's go brush your teeth. Why? We're not going anywhere. I'm like, I know, but you still have to do it. Just get dressed, get like, mm-hmm. just do it. Maybe we'll go out later, but yeah, yeah, it's hard when there's no structure and it's hard to motivate them. I find. Are you done cat? <laughs> Kristen got a new cat over the summer. Unexpected new cat, yes. Mm-hmm. But she's cute. She is cute. She is. She rules the house. <laughs> I mean, she's a cat. As and she loves do. Bella. She loves Bella so, so much. Sweet. Like Bella comes in from going outside and she's like jumping on her and giving her kisses, like you're back. Oh, that's cute. My son touched a dog. Oh, nice. I had to bribe him with ice cream to get him to do it, but he touched. <laughs> Is he scared or he was terrified? Uh, so scouty. Yeah. I get it. But I mean, progress. I guess. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not like it's a huge deal. I'm never gonna have pets. So, hi, cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'll just do what she wants. <laughs> That's cool. We get it. She's also teething, yeah. which is. Oh, fun. Fun. no, that's not fun. She likes oh. Trevor's room because it's like a giant jungle gym. Is it? Oh, you, you're going to well, play with the camera everywhere. He does. She goes up behind the like the soundproofing paneling and hangs out. You're fine. I'm eating Oreos. Yum. Mm-hmm. Halloween Oreos or no? No, the chocolate ones. Mm-hmm. Nice. I tried to buy the coffee ones, but they were out. Mm. These were a happy substitute. I really won on my substitutes yesterday. 
a big ass bottle of wine. <laughs> oh yeah. For the same price. Nice. Uh-huh. Which I feel like yeah. they owe me because Kroger's prices are just fucking ridiculous these days. Are they? Yes. Yeah, I guess that's true, like all around though. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. If you lived closer, I could give you a bunch of wine. <laughs> mm. I think we have 30 bottles of wine in our house. Jesus wow. Christ. For people who don't drink anymore. <laughs> you know what though? You could give those out as like Christmas, Christmas presents. I do. I give them as gifts. I gave my neighbor that moved out a couple bottles, like that's congrats on your new home. Yeah. I've been saving this for four years just for this occasion. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been taking it like we'll go someplace like friend's house for dinner. Here's wine. I have never done that. What, like brought over wine for dinner? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. like a really common, easy present. I'm like, yeah, $15 bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Easy. Maybe I have, but like not in that like sort of a formal setting. I don't know. I mean, it's never formal. It's always like, hey, we're having yeah. burgers. I brought over a bottle of red yeah. or beer, but. I'm trying to think. Maybe it's just been so long since I've been around actual people. Mm, I mean, maybe that. not counting you guys. <laughs> sure. That's sure. real, though. I mean. Say la vie on that one. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Sure. Ready to dive back in? Yeah. Well, hello. I love making it sound so cheesy. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of AFP Top 3 from the Audio Fanfic Podcast team. I'm Rachel. I'm Kristen. Annie here. And we always do our catch up in the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, meh, whatever. It is what it is. We all had summers. Actually, I have summers. You have what? I I was going to ask you how, even though Kristen hasn't announced it yet, and that's the next line, did you guys find this easy or hard or this particular task at hand, the top three? Well, so we're discussing the lone gunman for our top three. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. That's awesome. I, I don't I don't usually like lone gunman centered fic. Oh. Okay. So I had to do a pretty deep dive, but mm. I found several I really liked. So okay. I did not do a deep dive <laughs> because I am the last minute queen. And but I actually I actually enjoyed it as well. I I have, I have a a few that are like about the lone gunman or from their point of view, but a lot of them are just like, they're the center of this Mulder Scully world Mm -hmm. stories. So it's kind of like just an amalgamation of both. Um, But yeah, it was, I mean, I don't, it wasn't difficult. 
because there are plenty of lung vitamin fic out there. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess I'm picky. That's fair. I feel like I'm very picky. And so you should be. I said no to a lot of them. No offense. Keep writing. Oh. You're all doing a wonderful job. Yeah. No, I, I said no to quite a few. And <laughs> whereas what? I not in any homophobic fashion whatsoever <laughs> got completely roped into this fic that was a frohicky Mulder fic and I didn't even realize it and it was so good that I wanted to keep reading but I had to stop because I was just like he's gonna give him a blowjob in this bar bathroom and I am just not here for that at I all. got roped into a frohicky cry check fic that's one Seriously? I would never, yeah. ever think. Yeah, no, I finished. It's not, it didn't make my list, but I, I <sighs> did finish it. And it, I was like, okay, you go fro hickey. All right. There was one that I saw and the description alone had me like, it was Mulder introduces the guys to his new chickadee, but it was, it was a Mulder Skinner fic. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So I was very discerning and, (laughs) but like Skinner, I can see Mulder Skinner. I can see, but I can like throw Hickey cry check. That's not one that. Yeah. No, it was on my radar. I saw a couple of those actually. And I scrolled right past them. Throw Hickey cry check. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I like slash fic. And all deference to, excuse me, to Frohickey, but uh, (laughs) I I don't ever want to read Slash with with Frohickey. (laughs) It's just not a visual I'd like in my head. And that's just me. If you love it, more power to you. (laughs) It was written very well. But I had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It was written very well. I don't even remember who it was by. I'm pretty sure I closed it and said, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) It is what it is. But yeah, so we're talking about the lone gunman today. We've got our Mm -hmm. top threes. We've got some honorable mentions. Um, what, What to say about the lone gunman? It kind of did them dirty in the series, I think. Mm. That's just so my bad. Opinion. The most futile, useless death, mm-hmm. like ever. Like, did why? Did you guys watch the show? No, yeah. I did. I did. I watched it when it aired, and then we actually rewatched it during COVID. It's bad. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> any better during the COVID rewatch. Okay, it I was wondering if maybe no, it, on, it had been a while, and um. I don't think uh, Trevor hadn't ever seen it and we were kind of diving in we watched like Harsh Realm which I didn't remember much of and then we did The Lone Gunman and yeah not great it's not great could have been good no it's It's Mm -hmm. too jokey it doesn't Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. it doesn't work I have not seen a single episode of that or Millennium Mm, I like Millennium I'm a Millennium fan Millennium's dark that is Mm-hmm. Although we even started Millennium watching it right before COVID hit, and then mm-hmm. COVID hit, and Stephen oh. was like, "Things are bad enough as it is. We cannot continue <laughs> watching this." I mean, I it's a like, whole other fine. 
discussion, but there's definite issues I take with Millennium and how season one ended and season two went. Interesting. And then it gets better in season three. And it actually follows Wong and Morgan leaving the series and then coming back of where it's hmm. good, bad, good. Hmm. Interesting. How many yeah, seasons did I, they have? Three. Three. Okay. I would get back into it. I just, yeah. I just feel like we're in the middle of watching a bunch of different things right yeah. now that we want to finish up, but maybe eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Maybe eventually. All right. Should we dive in? We should dive sure. in. We All should right. totally dive in. Let's do this. Do we start with A? I'll do. I'll or do, do we want to start with R this year? R? Are we going to start with you? <laughs> Aww, I'll stay in the middle. But um, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'll I'll start. They don't get any better, folks. They re- we really don't. That was beautiful and sad and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly sad. Oh, I love it. Um, I will I will start this year. Yes. Look at that. And Kristen, you're in the middle. <laughs> we'll start rotating. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so my number three is The Haunting by Skinful, mm-hmm. who one of you has mentioned before, but I'd never actually read their stuff. Um, it is 7,900 words-ish. Um, it's on AO3. It is uh, general audiences, and it's hilarious. Um, so... It's, it's mostly from, yeah, it's from Scully's point of view. Um, so the gunmen show up at Scully's in the middle of the night um, because they can't get a hold of Mulder. And um, they're convinced that, that their office is being haunted by the ghosts of Robert Kennedy. Um, and so they're like, you know, Scully's just beside herself with frustration because it's like one in the morning and the gunman are at her house and they can't get a hold of Mulder and they've all left him a bunch of messages. So she ends up going back to the office and she like leaves them outside in her car while she goes to investigate um, without her gun uh, with her light that doesn't work. And she walks in and she hears noises. Well, Mulder had gotten all of the messages and shown up. So they end up in this pitch black, like lone gunman headquarters with all the lights out none of the electricity works and like the a lot electronic door locks are fused and the fuses keep blowing like Mulder gets the lights on and like sees this green substance um but yeah like Scully runs into like a Gorn that's like a cardboard cutout of a Gorn Star Trek Mm -hmm. dinosaur looking alien um but yeah but there is there's there's a lot of banter um they the the gunman just like completely freak out and it is quite hilarious um and they end up like I mean it ends with like Mulder and Scully having to climb out a window because they can't get out of the house and cops get involved and you know um and they end up having this sleepover at Scully's which she's super excited about <laughs> um all of them have a sleepover um but you know there is only one bed 
So she and Mulder share and it's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. And the characterization was was fairly well good. The story was good, and that was what counted. Um and I I only have one quote, but it's a long one. Um, it's not that long. <clears throat> Last night we used this new technique to contact the dead. Wait, Scully said and held her hands up to stop Iris from continuing. We thought it would be better to contact someone who would have some answers. Stop, she said and held her hands up to stop Iris from continuing, but it didn't have the intended result. We managed to summon him, but now we won't leave. Let me get this straight, Scully said, making an effort to keep her voice calm. Bobby Kennedy of the Massachusetts Kennedy family is haunting your office and he won't leave, Langley cried out. They're just like in there and they're all like fretting and it's just cute. It was funny. It was just like mayhem. I like mayhem. I don't know this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. It was... It was written last year. Hmm. Unofficial channels, mm-hmm. Halloween prompt meme. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I think I remember that and I didn't, I was like, oh, it's long. I don't have time. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's almost 8,000 words. Which, eh, it's all relative. Sure. Maybe <laughs> at, like in the moment I didn't have the time, you know? Yeah, but no, it was, it was good. Highly recommend. It's Very just, cool. it's just a super fun time. Nice. When are the gunmen not a super fun time? When it's Mulder slash. Who <laughs> <laughs> went from he is sucking Mulder off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just curious, did you guys come across any, like, um, gunman Mulder orgies? No. No. Just curious. I didn't either, but. Thank God. I also didn't, I don't think I did as deep of a dive as you all did, because I didn't come across what you are all saying. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. When I tell you I didn't do a deep dive, I really mean it. Okay, you found fix. I did not find that. That is true. <laughs> that is true. All right. My number three is Chance to Say Goodbye by the X Woman on AO3. It's 3,100 words. And in it, um, Scully gets a call from Monica and she goes to see the lone, men, lone gunman before they die and jump the shark. So she arrives at the college and it's her having a final conversation with them, um, you know, and they're telling her that she needs to be strong and she needs to live every day to the fullest. And it's just, it's really, it's kind of sad. And like, they ask about William and they ask her to, you know, give William a kiss and just keep Mm. like, tell her to keep fighting the good fight. Um, And then at the end, she goes to their funeral with um, Skinner. And let me find the quote. Where is it? Um, she's upset and she's questioning if she had been there, if something could have been done different, like if she could have saved them and mm-hmm. ha- them not died. 
And Skinner says, Dana, I know this probably won't help any, but they died like heroes. They made a mark. That was what they wanted. I'm proud of them. Mulder would be. You should be too. Um, and she basically, she apologizes to them at the funeral. She apologizes for Mulder not being there. Um, she knows she needs to keep fighting for Mulder and for William and for herself. And she remembers the last line they told her when Mulder comes back, tell him too, no regrets. Hmm. That's just kind of a sweet little sad yeah. story. It's pretty short. What's the rating on it? Uh, general audiences. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's an interesting idea. I never really considered, um, that Scully didn't have a chance to say good, goodbye, that Mulder mm-hmm. didn't have a chance to say yeah. goodbye. It was more like the injustice of this pointless yeah. death of theirs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a nice way to fix it a little bit, you know? No. I like rage over the fact that Mulder didn't get to say goodbye. Oh, like, yeah. It makes, like, it's yeah. so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, the blame whole way- somebody. You know, but, the whole way it was handled is, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way the whole season was handled, like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Where's that? I, no, I'm not going to start any. I hear a child. Go to bed. Nope, we're good. Um, My turn? Yes. Your turn. Annie, what's your number three? My number three is Bumpy Ride by Only the Inevitable on AO3. And it is 5,500 words rated mature. Do you guys know this one? No. I do, yes. Oh, you don't know this one, Rachel? No. Sorry, Nicole. (laughs) That's okay. I'm sure she won't be too upset. Um, so essentially this is a very sexy and un- and uncomfortable ride with the lone gunman in their car. And Scully, I, I, I read it recently too. And I don't even remember where they're all supposed to be going. <laughs> Cause that is not like the main part of the story. Um, you know, they're all crammed into this car and she has to sit in his lap and Mulder feels uncomfortable and she's uncomfortable and the ride gets really bumpy and um, she's like bouncing up and down on him. Anyway, it's very <laughs> like sexy, dry humping and they're both very turned on, obviously, and she can feel all of him and she's getting all hot and bothered. Um, but also in true Nicole fashion. Holy shit, that's some crazy thunder. I'm sorry. Um, in true Nicole fashion, Mulder is like endearing and sweet and gentlemanly. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, Scully. We can just take a taxi. We don't have to ride with the gunmen so that, you know, they're not put in this awkward situation. And she kind of does the whole shut up, Mulder, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I do have a quote. It's it kind of like encompasses what what's going on during, um, during the ride. So it says, sorry, Mulder, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Lang Langley replied. And he almost sounded apologetic. As soon as he said that they hit a huge speed bump that sent Scully flying back onto him, 
grinding his heart on and between her thighs, she bit her lip to resist gasping. And uh, as she looked out the window and tried to appear unaffected, she wasn't a nun having a man's body. Mulder's body pressed so intimately close to her was lighting her nerves on fire. Every bump sent a jolt of arousal straight to her core, and she couldn't help but squirm on his lap in an attempt to alleviate the pressure, occasionally trying to discreetly squeeze her thighs together to get herself under control. He had to know. He has to feel that she was reacting to this too. Yeah, I'm going to have to read that. It's a good one. It's not very long. Mm-hmm. After I just called, I'm like, you're, you're 8,000 word fic long. I'm saying 5,500 <laughs> words isn't long. Okay, it's all relative. How much time do you yeah. have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like really fun. And the lone gunman, like, yes, they're, they're kind of creating this situation, this situation for Mulder and Scully. So they're not like, it's not a story about them, but they are like, they don't mm-hmm. care what's going on. And they're like, yeah, well, they're sorry, too bad. And oh, it's just, it's, it's funny. The whole thing is just like lighthearted and sexy and awesome. a fun ride, so to speak. <laughs> like I said, the Literally. jokes don't get better, folks. They don't. This You're is welcome. it. We've got all the puns. All the puns. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to, going to have to read that one. Yeah, it's probably one of the first ones I've yeah. read by her. You want to know something so, yeah. really funny? I'd probably put it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> but you never read it. Yep. Nope. It's probably saved on my computer somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Read Anyways. It. Read it. It's a good one. I will. <clears throat> All right. Number twos. My number two is Den of Iniquity mm-hmm. by Fran Chapani Down Under. Mm. Um, it is 2,400 words. It is explicit. Right off the bat, it is explicit. Um, but it's fucking hilarious. So Mulder and Scully wake up pink and naked (laughs) in his face um having gone to a multi-holiday party at the gunman's lair but they don't remember anything they don't believe that they've had sex at this point but like maybe they maybe they have i don't know um but yeah but they don't remember anything other than an encounter with a pineapple, which is giving me like how I met your mother vibes. Um, then it literally starts with Mulder saying, I'm fucking a pineapple. It's, it, you just, just trust me. Um, but I'm like, so I'm a massive sucker for banter and all five of them are in perfect syncs. Like they're all like hungover and there's, you know, it's not the actual party. It's like the morning after. Um, but they bounce around like filling in like details and supplying hangover remedies and joking about their wired for audio and video den of iniquity where Mulder and Scully have stayed the night. That's what they call this room. Um, and how they have a video recording of some hilariously drunken proposals that apparently took place in that room. 
Um, but it's, it's just, it, it's like pure morning after party banter and everyone is just on point and exactly as they are. And the gunmen are hilarious and yeah. Um, this is going to start off gross. So I hope nobody's eating anything right now. Um, (laughs) Mulder belched. It felt good. Organic. If I remember rightly, we were invited here for a Hawaiian themed post-Christmas pre not really the new millennium party. A vivid image of Frohickey in a grass skirt and a dozen lei falling from his neck to perch, on, to perch on the rise of his belly flashed behind his eyes. He felt the urge to vomit again. I need to clean up the bed in there, Scully said, looking back over her shoulder. I may have decorated the sheets with whatever secret ingredient was in your punch. Byers arrived with a pile of freshly laundered clothes. He handed Scully hers. I'll clean the room, Agent Scully. Don't worry about it. Remember, I live with these two, and let me tell you that their ability is to imbibe more than the prescribed dose has often resulted in them sleeping it off in the den. If that room could talk, its secrets would certainly be more revealing than the Roswell incident. Chuckling, Langley flicked on the monitor in front of him. That room can talk. We wired it up to the surveillance system, remember? Mulder's guts churned, and he felt the wheatgrass rise up his gullet. What? Scully blanched and fingered the cheery yellow shirt in her hand. Langley, if you fire up that system, I swear to God, I will shoot you. She has form, my friend, Frohickey said, patting Langley on the back, and she brought her gun. It's just banter, and it's fun, and there's a sex tape. You don't hear about the sex tape, but yeah. No, it is, it's just, it's hilarious, and everyone should read it, because it's funny. Score one, Vicky. Sorry. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that is the dead of iniquity. Because they would. They would have a room and they would call it that. And they would I mean, also yeah. put up video recording equipment in it. Just in case one of them ever got laid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But yeah. No. You should read it. It's hilarious. Uh, Kristen. Right. What's so my number two and my number one could flip back and forth, but mm-hmm. for number two, I have Visiting the Uncles by Cobra Girl on Gossamer. It's rated general audiences and it's around 6,500 words. So it takes place when William is eight years old. He's still with Mulder and Scully. They never gave him up. And every year Scully takes William to visit his uncles. And it's told from William's point of view. And so the first stop they make is at Byers's house. And it turns out that Byers is living alone. Jimmy from the Lone Gunman series comes and helps him, but Byers is not doing well mentally um he's kind of a broken man at this point he's still putting out the lone gunman but he's just very lost and sad and he doesn't have langley or frohickey with him anymore and just he's very paranoid lots of cameras lots of locks on the door and 
while he's talking to Scully, he starts breaking down crying and William doesn't really understand what's going on, but he's like, you know, when I cry, you know, my mom hugs me and that makes me feel better. So he goes over and hugs Byers and it's just kind of a quick visit and it's through William's eyes and, you know, then they leave and Byers is like, you know, well, Mulder come see me soon. And Scully's like, yeah, he'll be by soon and I'll come with him and we can talk more. So they get back in the car and then they head off to visit Langley and you find out Langley's in prison because of stealing classified documents and he was locked up and it's told again, you know, from William's point of view of William doesn't like going to the prison. He doesn't like the barbed wire. He doesn't like the cold chairs and, you know, they're just talking and you find out that he's up for parole in a couple of years and he really wants to get out. He's worried about buyers. Byers comes to see him, but he can tell that, you know, he's not doing well. And then they make their third stop and it's at a cemetery where Frohickey's buried because he was killed in a car accident. Um, and again, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much the gist of it, but it's just kind of a really sweet story. And it's, you could see where their lives would take that path. Mm-hmm. And Oh, it was different. I, I liked the way it flowed. Um, quotes, quotes, quotes. It's an interesting uh, concept. First one. When I was old enough to notice how many locks were on Uncle Byers's doors and the camera in the corner, I asked why he had those kind of things. Mom said he had some kind of disease called paranoia, which means he's scared other people will hurt, will hurt him. People he doesn't know, though. So he's not scared of us. She said my other two uncles were paranoid, too. And then scroll down. I don't know how to jump on Trevor's computer. All right. Um, Uncle Frohickey got in a bad. Sorry, Uncle Frohickey got in a really bad car accident when I was five. He ended up dying a few days later. I don't remember it that well. I just remember Mom and Dad and my uncles and Jimmy crying a lot, and having to come to the same place wearing a black suit and a tie and all the flowers that were around me and dropping some dirt onto a box in the ground. I think that's the only time mom hasn't yelled at me for picking up some dirt. I know what it means to be dead now, but I didn't really back then. And that's what I remember too, wondering why everyone was crying and why, and why Uncle Frohickey didn't want to wake up when I touched his face. Of course oh. he died. Yeah. Poor Frohickey. I know. He's the best. Do we have a favorite gunman? Like, do you guys have a favorite? I was going to ask that later. We can do that. Now. Oh, I'm sorry. We can wait. No, no, no. Let's wait. <laughs> Let's wait. If you have a plan. I didn't know. Nobody did. It's off the cuff. I just thought of it. We started talking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like earlier. But yeah, I pulled because I was going to do it earlier. And I was like, yeah, let's do it at the end. After we've okay, gone through all fair. this. I, so. I am. I just realized all three of mine are general audiences and they are all under 10,000 words. Wow. I mean, not some 100K sex fic. Not, no. Weird. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's the first one kind of, before summer. They're all kind Everybody of depressing. They are. <laughs> all three of mine are kind but of depressing. You know what? Everybody needs a list of depressing fic to read when you just mm-hmm. need a fucking ball. Like, yeah. I've got I've got some Mm -hmm. right like it's just it's necessary it's necessary agreed 
Absolutely. I'm all about the dark ones, the mm-hmm. sad ones. I We went to see this musical on Friday that I really like called Merrily We Roll Along. And it starts at the end and works back to the beginning. And it's a very depressing end. And even as you move back to the beginning, you're even more depressed because you just know what lies ahead for these people. Mm-hmm. And Trevor didn't know the musical at all. We leave and he's like, what is wrong with you? It's a musical. It's supposed to be happy. He's like, and I'm just depressed and sad. I'm like, I know it's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What's that Bjorn musical that's really depressing? Bjorn musical? I don't know. Me neither. I, my, my friend, I mean, this was, I don't know, God, 20 years ago, gave me, um, she's in a movie, Bjorn, right? That's her name. Bjork. Singer. Bjork. Bjork, baby Bjorn. <laughs> you are such well, a Bjorn, mom. Bjorn is um, like one of the Mamma Mia people. And I'm like, anyway, not embarrassed. Um, Bjork, right? Oh, she did a musical. I'm like, oh, oh I'll put that's this right. On. She did like a movie musical or something. And wasn't right? it like super depressing? Yes. And Answer yes. in the dark. Yes. 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 And I was like, well, this isn't happy, Melissa. Why would you give me this? My friend Arena loved it. Like she loved her and I remember watching it with her. I don't remember much about it. It no. was a long time ago. It's about the same time she wore that swan dress to the Emmys or the Oscars. Probably. Mm-hmm. It was all a bajillion years ago. Who knows? It was 2000. <laughs> yeah. 22 Like years. I said, yeah, a bajillion years ago. More than half my life ago. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Why would you say that? Because math. No math. <laughs> math bad. Math Reading good. Bad. <laughs> oh my God. Well, when you put it like that. <laughs> you sound like 11. Math bad. <laughs> <laughs> math bad. Reading good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm just going to move on to my number two because I don't like where this is going. <laughs> How old am I? Twenty-two. That's how old I am. <laughs> I will let you have that. Thank Not you. That, that matters, but you know. Thank you. Like you needed my permission. What's your number two? <laughs> my number two is "The Seaweed Is Always Greener" by Theo Rathke, mm. and it's rated teen. It's eight hundred twenty-one words. And in this story, this very short fic, um, Skelly is sent, well, like it starts off with the lone gunman creating something on their computer. And anyway, it turns out that Skelly is sent a Valentine's day present. And I don't want to give away too much because it's so short and like, just go read it. But this story was inspired by a certain photo of a merman with David Duchovny's face on it, <laughs> which we, we need to release with the episode. Yes. We need to like post that when we release this. Um, and I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. I know that's not much, but it's such a weird little story, but also something that I could really see the lone gunman doing. I'm like, yeah, they would do something like this. They would send out this kind of present. Um, 
So just go read it. And I don't have a quote because it's 821 words and you can just go read that. That is like nothing. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, But it's just like, it's weird and quirky and sweet and just a lot of fun. And yeah, go read it. All right. I actually, I think I, I think I opened that to start to read it Mm -hmm. and then I didn't. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. You were like, this one's too weird. I I think I was trying to, I don't know if it was like the Valentine's aspect of it. I don't, I kept scrolling past like holiday themed ones. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm just not going to read. There's one like literally entitled Christmas. And I was like, moving on. I don't know why I'm weird. I'm just discerning for no reason. Yeah. But now I will reopen that and read it. I've, I've also recorded it. You can just go listen to it. It's very yes. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Um, but I opened it, which means that Thea Rathke did a great job on that <laughs> uh, description. Okay, good. <laughs> so, I mean, at least there's that. Is it still a tab that's open in your phone or computer? It is, it is not. <laughs> it is not. Okay. It is not. I just looked. So at least I don't think it is whatever. Yeah. And Theo Rathke, I, I don't know how to find them. I don't know if they're on social media. I haven't, if you can find them, I would love to tell them how much I love their work, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I have tried. Mm. Wait, are they on, I feel like, are they on they Tumblr? On, yeah. They're on Tumblr, I think. Oh, they are. Oh, I did not know. I think so. Oh, they're I thought Tumblr. I looked. Is it more of a new account maybe? Cause hang on. No, I haven't checked not. in a while. I mean, they may be on Tumblr, but that doesn't mean they use their Tumblr. Yeah. Um, let's do. Oh, maybe they're not. Have we really only read one of their stories? Um, I've only. I think I've only recorded that one. Huh. Maybe they're not anywhere. Mm, I can do a deep dive. I will give it a go and see what we see. Theo Rathke, if you're out there, we are fans. I'm a fan. If you listen to our podcast. If you listen to (laughs) our podcast and you are out there, if somebody knows how to get a hold of Theo Rathke. Okay, sorry. That's okay. (laughs) I get distracted by Jillian's face. It happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like mean, all the time. It is what it is. Welcome to the Phantom. Yep. Pretty much. Um, we're to ones already. Yeah, Oof. that went really fast. Yeah. Had to go fast. All right. They're so short. they are. Yeah. Um. Well, and this this one's also short. <clears throat> My number one is March 18th, 2000 by Soft Now. It is 1,500 words. It is rated mature, and it's on AO3. And I think that I am possibly a sucker for a drunken party at the gunman headquarters. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely a sucker for a drunken party at the gunman headquarters. 
because they're at a drunken party. This is not the day after. This is the actual party. So they're playing. I could. I can't really get to the gist. At they're playing some card drinking game. I am not well versed in drinking games. I can't. I can't add to that. Um, they're playing some some drinking game, and it's not. It, it's not. There isn't much of a plot. It's really just kind of like a slice of life moment where Mulder and Scully have only been together for a certain amount of time and it's new and that's exciting and everyone is just completely shit-faced and that's funny and it's it's just this beautiful eloquently written just slice of this fun bizarre crazy hilarious moment um it's soft now i mean so it's it's perfect um but yeah so there isn't a lot that goes on there's like stolen stolen touches and langley pushing drinks and semi-casual buyers and sex on the headquarters couch because you know why not Mulder and Scully have sex. Nobody else has sex. Nobody's in the room when they have sex. There is no voyeurism that we know of, although they probably recorded it. Um, but yeah, but it's gorgeous and, and everyone just kind of plays like their perfect part. Um, yeah, it was just, it's, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's really short and somebody recorded it, whether it was you or- I just did Anon. recently- um, it, mainly because it was my birthday. Uh, I don't know. I was searching for fix and I was like, oh, that's my birthday. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's just, it's just wonderful. Um, and I have a quote. I hate this game. Buyers now with a two and a six. Mulder whistles low, a pity whistle. Frohickey shakes his head. Too bad. He leans over the coffee table with its spread of cards and cold pizza and pops the top of Byer's bottle with the bottom of his own. Perfect execution. It fizzes, foams, a volcano provoked. Byer seals his mouth over it, cheeks strained. He is more casual than she's ever seen him. Tie lost, sleeves rolled to his elbows. She didn't know he had forearms before tonight. She tells him as much. Langley laughs and Mulder scratches her back and she is drunk, drunk, drunk. Go, G-Man, Langley says when Byers has finished belating his bottle and Mulder performs the impressive task of shuffling his cards one-handed. It's not really a lot of plot. <laughs> it's just perfect and so fun and hilarious. And I don't know. You definitely have... A type? Yeah, a, a type of uh, lone gunman Mulder mm -hmm. Scully fic. Uh-huh. I do. I do. I mean, I have other ones that like I like, but... Sure. But yeah, these are my favorite. Give me give me the fun ones. Because Sometimes lone I'll... gunmen are fun. They are. Until you're Chris Carter and you fucking kill them for no fucking <laughs> reason at all, ever, period. Stupid I'm going to have idea. to talk you down here. Sorry. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. We're here, we're here to have fun. It's okay. 
It's okay. okay. Take a deep breath. I could rant water. about this forever. <laughs> we could. Mm-hmm. We could. We won't. Instead, Kristen, what is your <laughs> number one? I mean, I mean, for fun, we'll go with number one. The Lonely Gunman, Frohickey, <laughs> by Vice Versa on AO3. Rated general audiences, and it's about 1,500 words. And it's a fic that goes through Frohickey's history that started with him being an orphan living in like a group home and him talking about how he never had anything to himself. Um, And then eventually he gets sent to a foster home where he goes to live with Jonathan and Tina Frohickey, who have a son named Derek. And Derek and Melvin ended up being best friends. And then one day Derek goes into the military and is killed in Vietnam, never comes home. Um, And Frohickey feels like he has to leave their house at that point because the parents are just so crushed by the loss of their son. So he ends up getting a van and living in his van and along the way, he meets um, Byers and Langley and ends up forming the lone gunman with them. They end up moving into a home together. And it's the first time that Frohickey's ever had his own room in his own space. And it talks about him being able to spread his clothes out and not just have one drawer. He has four drawers now. And, you know, his shoes can go where he wants them to go. They don't have to be hidden. So someone else takes them. And then he puts his picture of him and Derek on his dresser. And he talks, he says he has his own room and that he's now home. That's very sweet. Sweet. It is. I mean, with sadness. Yes. In between. Yeah. Um, Quotes. Melvin never had a bedroom to himself. And the many homes and buildings he's lived in, he always shared. The first bedroom he was assigned, the first he could remember anyway, was orange. Orange carpet, always a little dirty. Orange walls bare with nothing to cover up the previous color. A dark wood paneled door, trailing wood trim around the base of the walls. The one big window is partially covered in light green curtains that cast the whole room into a sickly parlor when the sun rose in the mornings. I mean, it's really, it's not... I mean, there's not a lot of, I don't want to say substance, but it's just, yeah, it's kind of hard to pull a quote out of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a sweet story. It's nice to kind of get their history. Yeah. It, it, there, that's, the, I think that's one of the things about the gunman mm-hmm. is it's just fun because we know very little. Just so mm-hmm. like such a small amount mm-hmm. of anything about them we don't I mean they didn't really give them any history at yeah. all do they have parents siblings yeah. right so I think there's just there's so much room for speculation mm-hmm. Kristen you watched the lone gunman show mm-hmm. more recently did they give more background on them no, no. yeah that's so weird no. yeah no you weird. had more it's- background on Jimmy than you did on the lone gunman so weird yeah I wonder why. Chris Garner. So. <laughs> I don't know. It fit for some reason. Like I could see Frohickey maybe have been an orphan. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to I imagine could... them with backgrounds and families yeah. and. Mm-hmm. I could see them all having grown up in the same orphanage. Yeah. And then just like glomming together. Yeah. 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 But yeah, interesting. Um, Annie? I can't believe I'm already down to number one. Okay. (laughs) So my number one is Man Without a Trace by Syntax Mm. 6. I think it's just under 6,000 words and it's rated PG. It's on Omniscribe. And just again, like another really fun story by, you know, Joanna, who's a master at everything she does, everything she writes. Um, Oh, Reggie's meowing outside the door. This is usually our (laughs) playtime. So Mulder and Scully are awoken in the middle of the night to investigate the disappearance of a friend of the lone gunman. And it turns out that the lone gunmen have started a comic book to, they're not making enough money Mm -hmm. off, you know, their conspiracies. So their comic book has like taken off. It's doing really, really well. And it's uh, basically about Mulder and Scully's adventures on the X-Files. Their names are different. I think it's like Miller and... I don't remember exactly. Remember. I'd have to go and what was that? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Shit. I know. <laughs> I just I, I read it recently, but life. Um yeah. so the gunmen are attending the convention, the comic book uh convention that they usually go to, uh when the guy that they've hired uh, hired to play Miller slash Mulder vanishes. And so the story begins uh, really when the the gunmen show up at Mulder, Mulder's place and Scully's there. And, you know, it's still a secret that Mulder and Scully are dating and they find the, the gunmen find out and there's all these, you know, questions and hilarity ensues because it's the gunmen and, you know, they're weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really captures both the spirit of gunmen the gunman, not random gunman. That was poorly worded. And um, a fandom. Uh, just like if you've ever been to a convention or are part of an online fandom group, uh, I assume if you're listening to the podcast that you are, are. you know the kind of infighting that comes with the fandom territory. It doesn't it doesn't get too negative um, or cast fandom necessarily in a negative light, but it really spotlights the dorkiness and like how precise, you know, like the bickering gets about like certain, well, in this issue, this happened. And I don't know, people trying to support their arguments. And I'm just like, yep, this is, this is exactly what we're like. This is what we do. And none of it matters. This does not (laughs) matter. This does not bring down inflation. This does not help my life. 
And yet it's so important in the moment. It is. Right. I'm like, she got it. She just gets it. And it's really funny because when we interviewed Joanna for the podcast, when Cindy did it, um, she asked if she asked Joanna, if she'd ever been to a convention and she said, no. And I was like, how did she get it? So, right. But I guess if you're part of the online mm-hmm. fandom community, you kind of, you get that, um, you get, you, you understand what it's like. And I do not have a quote. I, I had so much trouble finding one. Um, that is a good, that is a good fic. It is I a like good fic. that fic. I yeah. like your child in that fic. Oh yeah. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's just so good. And it's so short, but mm-hmm. she does, I mean, 6,000 words, but she, she does just like a really good job of telling the story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by it. And she also said that it wasn't well received when she wrote it. People wanted mm-hmm. like, you know, the serial killer and that that's what she was known for. I'm like, but I don't know. Like people can do different things. And she did this one really, really well. So I was yeah. a little surprised. She did great. And people she did stopped. great. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. Hold on. I don't have very many honorable mentions. Sort of. Neither do I. Okay. Before we dive into the honorable mentions, I want to take a second and just discuss. There were, there were two very obvious fix that should be on my list, but we talk about them far too much, or I've talked about them far too much that they can't be on the list. And I know Annie, you and I discussed this at one point when we initially talked about this. Because there are certain authors who get the lone gunman so Mm. fucking well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) I I was confused at first. And then you said that. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. So I feel like I, I, I felt like because we because I feel like we have these certain these certain stories that we talk about all of the time. And how we haven't done like an actual podcast about this book yet. I don't understand. Anyways. Um, but I feel like I felt like I couldn't put any of them on any of my lists. So I had like my honorable mentions and then I have like another list of these are really good, but I'm not going to mention them because I mentioned all that stuff far too much. Hmm. So my cryptic way of putting this is firstly to mention Hovelman's on the track mm-hmm. because that is probably one of the best gunman fic ever mm-hmm. and if you listen to our podcast and you haven't read it yet I mean I'm not gonna judge you because this is a judgment-free zone ish for the most part but like how are you still here <laughs> and you can even just listen to please it please still right be there here for you. but yeah book form, audio form, mm-hmm. on AO3. Get it wherever you want to get it, but for the love of fuck, read slash just somehow imbibe it. Like, because it's amazing and they're just fantastic in that story. They're great. And the whole relationship 
between them and Mulder and Scully is just, it's wonderful. I'm getting goosebumps, honestly, <laughs> thinking about it. I'm like, it's yeah, so chapter 10. Oh, that's chapter the 10. best. Yes. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Everybody, everybody should read it. I should reread it. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. You should, or listen to it. Or listen um, to it. But, but yeah, so that's one of them. And then for me, um, a moment in the sun, mm. because she kind of, I mean, they're still them, but they're not them. You got, you know, Byers, the attorney and Langley, the financier and Frohickey, the sports agent, but they're somehow just still so much themselves. Mm that it's kind of alarming that you like threw them back into like 1950s New York city and mm-hmm. like, but it's, it's still these guys and maybe they're a little less paranoid, but like, they're still amazing. Um, but yeah. So I just feel like those kind of needed a separate mention mm-hmm. for me. Do any of you have one of those that you were like, I can't put this on my list. Go for it. Oh no. I mean, just I put, yeah, I put that one on my list. I mean, chapter 10, really, where they're um, at Martha's Vineyard and they're, you know, Frohickey's cooking the borscht and they're waiting for Scully to come. They all end up down at the beach drinking beers and it's, they are such a unique family. Mm-hmm. And that chapter, as much as I love Hotel Zero, mm-hmm. that chapter just gets me. And not just that, but the, the gunmen are instrumental in helping Mulder find Scully. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that, so she captures Penumbra, Jess, the Mythopoeic, captures mm, the family aspect, Mm -hmm. the bonding, but also their pivotal role. Yeah, And so it encompasses both those things. So we're like the fix that I chose, well, the the gunman like did get Mulder and Skelly involved in a case in in my number one, which is why I Mm -hmm. thought it was also important to put it as my number one. But my other two, they were kind of like just there and Mm -hmm. it was more about Mulder and Skelly. They play such a pivotal role in Mm -hmm. Hoovelman's on the track that like you can't not mention it, but it's not, it's just such a long story and it's not their Mm -hmm. story. And it, but yeah, yeah, it just deserves it's you're right. It deserves its own mention. It does. Yeah. And and I just, I tried to steer away from more of the ensemble stories Mm -hmm. and focus just on the gunmen. Cause I think there are other ones that are great with Mulder and Scully, several of the ones you guys have both mentioned, Mm -hmm. but I also felt in some of those, like you were saying, Mulder and Scully tend to be more the primary character. Yeah. So I tried to find fix that were just gunmen focused for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah. I think Cafe, what Cafe OP Quad is another one that the lone mm-hmm. gunmen, even though it's an AU, are really well told. Their characters are so formed mm-hmm. to take them and set them in that time period with the war. Right. And- yeah yeah so kudos i only have one that's really just a gunman fic mm-hmm. and it's in my honorable mentions and that was yeah but yeah so there are there fic that didn't make it that could have made it or should have made it or deserve their own fucking episode mm-hmm. someday um mm. 
that would be a great one to mm-hmm. have Casey on because she mm-hmm. loves yeah. the woman so much. That would be one for her. Yeah. Who woman's is just it's so much bigger than it's just like gunmen encompasses, or just I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you've got Maggie yeah, in there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much. Yeah. Yeah. And Tina. And there's and like a Christchurch. whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the whole yes. world with. Um, and a fight the future. With like. AU. Her life is like a double agent. Not a double agent. But like there's all of that. Like it's so busy. It's so mm-hmm. involved. Yep. Anyways. I feel like we've just completely derailed. Um, I don't know. What? Um, What's yeah, this episode? Apparently. Like? This is like week three Jess? of Penumbra coming at you. Awesome. Um, yeah. So aside from that, um, I've only got, I have two honorable mentions and then one that really doesn't need to be in here, but I want to talk about it anyways. Um, so um, there is, The first one is um, South of the Lake by Scarlet, which is 4,100 words. Um, It's not rated. I feel like maybe it could be or should be rated. Um, It's on AO3. And it's it's almost kind of like a case file. Like the guys go to Area 51 because they heard there's like this building there and they want to learn about it and, you know, figure it out. So they end up discovering that there's this large amount of like physically, like mostly physically disformed clones of Scully, like in varying ages. And they're like completely aghast and um, they like switch into like protective gunman mode and they take a bunch of pictures and um, there's like a sweet, but like sad moment with like Frohickey and Scully at the end. That's cute. And I just, I, I like, I like protective gunmen um because because um but yeah so there's that and then waiting to hold you by the precious heart um was my biggest uh divergence from things that I like because it's basically from buyer's point of view and he's kind of like um um, what was the one it is based after um it's that yeah it's after three of a kind and he's just kind of like reflecting on the people around him and the country he lives in and it's yeah it's it's just a lot of like introspective buyers um and it was good and it was well written and he's just like thinking about like Suzanne and he's thinking about you know the gunman and Mulder and Scully and whatnot um, and then Dryad doesn't belong on this list by Loja Brigada, but the gunman babysit William and it's hilarious and they buy him a dirt bike mm-hmm. and a crazy helmet with green spikes on it. And they show him the cops video, the cops episode. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. There's really, they're only in like such a small portion of it or, but yeah, but it's good. You get some good gunmen in that in that in that pick. And that's all I've got. 
Kristen, what about you? All right. I have Where the Boys Are and Lost in the Stars. Um, they're two separate fics, but Lost in the Stars is the follow-up by ML. Um, Where the Boys Are is on Gossamer. Lost in the Stars is on AO3. That's two fics where the gunmen after Jump the Shark come back as ghosts. Uh, the first one where the boys are, it's them figuring out that they're ghosts <laughs> and trying to figure out the rules of being ghosts in the world now. And then Lost in the Stars is a follow-up where they find out that Skinner has um, reopened the lone gunman newspaper. Like he bought all their equipment back and he's now basically running the lone gunman. Um yeah, it's just a different it's take. I mean, about. I don't know if Skinner really would, but it's kind of fun. Mm. Um, then right. I have Before Their Eyes by DSC1110 on Gossamer. It is where the gunmen find out that Mulder has died. Um, they come across a news article that they found the body of an FBI agent. And then they call Scully trying to like find out what's going on but um doggett answers and tells him basically she's you know <laughs> that she's a wreck and um not doing well and they're telling doggett to take care of scully and it's them just not believing that Mulder's gone uh, i've got hmm. chickadee by living underground on ao3 um scully asks the gunman about diana um, which I believe we have recorded yeah. already. I think I did it a long time so. ago. Um, and then spying by, I think it's supposed to be Jillian Anders OB. It's J I L L I A N D E R S O B. Jillian Anders Ob. I don't know. I apologize if I'm saying yours. AO3 name wrong. Um, in it, the gunmen set up a video camera. They invite Mulder and Scully over early for a party, and they want to see how Mulder and Scully interact at the door before they come in because they're um, Langley and Frohigi are convinced that Mulder and Scully are having sex. And so they think their body language would be different if no one's observing them. Why do I feel like I've read that? I don't know. I would not have read that, but it sounds familiar. It's on AO3. It's from 2014. Huh interesting um it's just it's cute so cool 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 those are my honorable mentions awesome you have a lot Kristen. i was surprised four i mean a two-parter i guess five if you count the two-parter as Mm -hmm. two separate ones yeah they kind of go together how are they on two different like how is one on gossamer one's on ao3 i don't know and the funny thing was i found the one on ao3 first and it said it was a follow-up to where the boys are so then i went searching for where the boys are that is which where the boys are when you search the lone gunman on gossamer it does not come up because it doesn't have those tags put in it Mm -hmm. but i so i went in by the author and found it interesting but Lost in the Stars is not on Gossamer at all. So weird. Well, yeah. but Gossamer isn't actively uploading, are they? I didn't think they were. No, but I mean, they were written about the same time. Um, mm. 
the only reason Lost in the Stars is on AO3 is it's from the Spooky Awards 2004 and it's under that collection. Oh, okay. Someone else put it on there. That makes sense. Ish. So. Fun. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Annie, what about you? Yeah. So I have Pair of Aces Double or Nothing by Aloysia Vergata. And that is a Scully Byers fic, which... I recorded a while ago and I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate this. Nobody's going to like this, right? It's very, it's, um, Byers and Scully are very lonely and they end up doing the dirty and it, it did surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah, thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked at how many people actually were interested in read or, um, listen to that one. Uh, so that's one of them. And I think in, I haven't read it in a while. I, I did this from memory, but I'm pretty sure Byers is a version in it, if I remember correctly. That sounds correct. I don't remember. And I was like, oh no, my God, it seems like it's Byers. right, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it's right. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And then What Happens in Vegas by Malibu Sunset, oh, which is, great. yeah, yeah. Um, an alternate ending to um, three of a kind. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mulder and Scully are in Vegas together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's it. Nothing too crazy. Rohiki's um, been in that one. Rohiki, yeah, and he's taking care of Scully. Mm-hmm. She's in mm-hmm. the. She's like, mm-hmm. not drunk, but drugged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh my god, I got to take care of her. Mulder's mm-hmm. gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So he does. He takes he takes good care of her. Uh, yeah, those those are my two. I don't I don't have a lot. Um, I mean, Hoovelman's that's really just yeah. gold standard. Yeah. In my opinion. But you know, you can't like put Jess on every I know. thing that you do. You're, well, Jess, she wrote something that contains this. And I mean, we could. We could. Welcome to the Penumbra podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I didn't like a moment in the sun. I just thought it rambled on and on. And I'm like, my God, get on with it. Um, so I never finished it, but I did like, I did like what I read. I just, I couldn't. And I'm trying to think, did, does Proof Rock have the gunman in other fic? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I think so. The, oh God. What is the, the Civil War one called? Anyway, I mean, they're in that one. They're okay they're, in that um, one. Paracelsus. They're in waste. They're in yes. wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just... There. I can't. That's not going on. This. That's in like <laughs> most hey. tortured. I mean, I I, I could have put wasteland on my list. <laughs> You oh. should have. You really like that one. I do. I like Wasteland. It's. I so... have a morbid fascination with it, but it's so tragic. It's tragic. Yeah, I still great. haven't read it. I, I mean, it makes me cry every time. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. See exactly. See now the next time I need to just see, and I'm not SSRI, so getting me to cry is like a lot yeah yeah no I don't it's yeah so the next, um, the next time I need one I will actually read that fic 
and then yell at all of you. Um, okay, so when all is said and done, do you have a favorite gunman? And if so, who was that? Annie. Yeah, I love Frohickey. Like that is just so easy. The other two are cool. Langley's fun. Byers is cute, but man, like I, for me, it's his friendship with Mulder, but also the way that he and Scully really bond in like the Anasazi, right? Trilogy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where Mulder's missing. Oh, I don't know. I feel like he really connects with both of them mm-hmm. more so than the other two. Mm-hmm. And he, he acts like slimy and weird and whatever, but he's, he likes to cook and he's, he's kind of the caretaker, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I love him. Kristen. Uh, same for Hickey. Um, everything Annie said. And then also when he visits Scully in the hospital, when she's returned, um, there's also him yes. with baby William when they watched him and like when Scully turned the baby over to them and what was it? Providence. Providence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. For Hickey. Damn. Yeah. Same. Oh, the hug. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. like, how do you, whatever. I just, I love me some Melvin. I don't want to read him sucking off Fox Mulder. Oh, but... I don't want to read him. <laughs> having sex with crycheck ever again um, <laughs> however but, i just i mean i adore that little weasel i'm even cool if frohickey is gay i don't care about yeah that. i don't care I if just, he's gay i just don't yeah i just don't off Mulder. yeah no or no molder no crycheck um i don't but molder and crycheck <laughs> a great original character he needs to be a great original character yes you know, I don't think I've ever read a fic where he had any sort of a romantic entanglement with anyone other than mm. Mulder's dick, apparently. Um, you know, another one I didn't think about till now, the gunmen are pretty good in facing Janice. 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 Mm-hmm. That really long fic where Frohiggy's aunt. Mm-hmm. I didn't read that in that fic. They're good in that fic. Some good for long gunman scenes. Hmm. Yeah. It's been a while, but I'm gonna put up a poll. And we're gonna see what everybody else thinks. Do and it. why Frohickey ends up being the number one of everybody. How did you lose your collar, cat? Where is it? <laughs> Reggie always takes his off, so I just stopped putting it on him. <laughs> it's somewhere in this room, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> wonderful um, whatever but yeah so let us know if you who your favorite gunman is yes and go read all these fic because they're good and sad and funny and sad and heartwarming yeah and fucking hoobermans okay just just, do it. just do it. <laughs> mandatory reading it is <laughs> if you want to know us <laughs> You don't know us. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. So there goes our first top three. We did it. Yay. Yay. Yeah. It was good. I really liked this one. I yeah. had so much fun reading about the gunman. I had more fun than I expected. Does that count? Same. See? Same. There you go. 
I was not expecting to enjoy it. I, oh, interesting. I, I'll be totally honest. I was not looking forward to Lone Gunman fic, oh. but I enjoyed it way more than mm-hmm. I thought I would. Yeah. But didn't we all vote? We did. We did. I didn't vote oh. for the gunman, but that's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad I read them because mm-hmm. I found some really good fics I like. So, yeah. That yeah, I, I dreaded like the Maggie one. I was like, I just, A, I don't really read Maggie fic, and B, um, I don't like the way she's often portrayed mm-hmm. like as the matchmaker. Mm-hmm. She's such a match. I'm like, anyway, I've already mm-hmm. said this, but like, I had a really hard time with that one. But the gunmen are fun. They're just like, let's get into some action. Well, and I found nerdy like, jokes. Some new authors. The X woman gave us permission for all her fic. So fun. Cool, cool, cool. 